Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there. Thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 69. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about daily planning, so stay tuned. Now, first, I wanted to say I know in earlier episodes when like a handful of people were listening to this podcast, I was like, hey, follow me on Instagram, DM me, send me an email. And you guys did, and it's fantastic. But along with my wonderful, loyal listeners and followers, guess who else sends me messages? A lot of like wackos and a lot of people who want access to you, my audience. So I have to weed through a lot of different people. So I've actually brought in some help recently for kind of responding because the summer kind of got to a point where I was like, oh my gosh, people really are listening and they're reaching out to me and asking me questions. And it's wonderful, but it's overwhelming. And shamefully, so I didn't respond to everybody. I just got a little overwhelmed. So I figured, you know what? I need to bring on some help and tackle this because I really do appreciate when you guys send me DMs. I don't want to discourage you to, but I do have some help. So you may not talk to me individually anymore, um, but I definitely um, have some help in kind of going through them. So I do encourage you to reach out because you guys are wonderful at giving me feedback and letting me know um, what topics are most interested interesting to you, what you have questions about, what you want me to talk a little bit more about. I super, super love it. So thank you guys for, for reaching out. And again, I don't want to discourage you from doing it, but keep keep it coming and stuff because we're we're getting a system going and getting a system down for um for figuring out what's most important to you, my listeners and my followers. Now, that being said, I want to talk to you guys for a minute when it comes to daily planning because this is something that you guys are reaching out to me about quite a bit. And I'm going to have a little tough love talk with you right now. You guys are way way overcomplicating daily planning. So I've gotten a lot of questions and I'm like, what? Like you've gotten way into the weeds, you've overcomplicated your system and I don't want you to do that. Everything I talk about and teach is like simple. Keep it simple, silly. K-I-S-S. So let's talk about daily planning in this episode. When it comes to daily planning, It's something that I do want you to do every single day. So I'm going to give you some kind of fun examples in the beginning, some practical applications, and a little tough love in there. There's some points in there, and I'll point them out to you, where you guys are way overcomplicating things, and I just mean that with the the most love that I can give you, but you are. You're you're overcomplicating some of the stuff, so... Let's dive deep into daily planning. All right. Little fun thing here. Have you seen the 
movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off from 1986. I've probably seen this movie a thousand times over my lifetime. It's actually one of our family's favorite movies to watch from time to time. And when I was watching it this summer, it made me think about daily planning. I know that's that's how my brain goes. That's how my brain works. And I was sort of watching it from a different perspective than I've ever watched it before. And I was looking at the two characters, Ferris and his best friend Cameron. Now, Ferris is a super fun, if you're, if you're not familiar with the movie or if it's been a minute since you've seen it, Ferris is definitely a fly-by-the-seat-of-his-pants kind of guy. His plan for the day is to not go to school. I think he's a senior in high school. And he tries to get his best friend Cameron, who's not going to school because he's homesick, to go along with him. Now, the thing about Cameron is he's not necessarily a fly-by-the-seat-of-his-pants kind of guy. That's the impression we're given when we're first introduced to him in the movie. He lives in this very beautiful home that looks like a museum. And in fact, like based on where his father stores his precious automobiles, it is a museum. So you kind of imagine that Cameron sort of has a super regimented life. So he is kind of the no guy, says no to everything, whereas Ferris is sort of the yes man and says yes to every opportunity that crosses his path. Now, another movie that makes me think of this topic is Jim Carrey's movie, Yes Man. Now, not necessarily a family favorite because it does have quite a bit of adult humor in there. But when I first saw this movie, I thought it had the most fantastic message overall. I love this movie. And the message is this. In the beginning of the movie, Jim Carrey's character It's just this grumpy guy. He has this like same boring routine, very mundane that he does every single day. And he just is grumpy at the world. He's the no guy. He says no to everything. And so I think, and it's been a few years since I've seen it, but he runs into, I think, like Tony Robbins in like an elevator or something. And Tony Robbins like puts like a reverse curse on him or something where he's unable to say no. He has to say yes to everything. So the word no has been taken out of his his language. And so again, the antics kind of play out and it's super fun to watch how he kind of changes essentially as a human being by saying yes to different things. And so I just thought, my gosh, that has the most wonderful message behind it. Because I think sometimes when we think about like our lives, we can sometimes be a little too no or a little too yes. And when it comes to daily planning, I want you to be a little bit of both. I want you to have a little bit of a balance in there. I'm going to give you an example about my life. So I'm a pretty regimented person. I'd like to think I'm a pretty fun person too, but I like my routine. I find comfort in my routine. I go to bed, proudly announce I go to bed at 930 every single night. If we don't have anything going on during a weekend, I'm in bed at 9.30 at night. I like going to bed at 9.30 at night. And so this past weekend, um, Saturday night, I had an invitation from kind of a new group of friends that I've been hanging out with. And these are wonderful, wonderful women, um, all very accomplished in their careers. And I imagine, I don't know them super well, um, but I imagine probably pretty regimented as well because they are so accomplished. And um, 
And so they invited me out and it was going to be late night. It was like meet at Caesar's Palace at 8.30. So there I am at 8.30 at night with a fancy cocktail in my hand. And then my husband's like, you're going out that late? And I'm like, I'm, you know what? Things I've just been working a lot lately. I'm gonna, this is going to be like my yes night. Like, yeah, sure. I'm just going to go along. So we went from Caesar's Palace to dancing to um, Tacos El Gordo at 2.30 in the morning. And then I rolled into my front door at 4.14 in the morning. And it was actually a lot of fun. And I think the thing to take away from this little story of mine is this. That Saturday, I decided, you know what, I'll just be a yes girl. I'll just say yes to everything. Even though (laughs) between the hour of 9 and 10, I couldn't stop yawning because I just, my body was naturally ready to be in bed. But what I did is that I made sure that on my next day, Sunday, I knew I was going to go out late. I figured it would be a pretty late night. Not necessarily as late as it ended up to be, but I knew it was going to be late. So I decided that on Sunday, I was going to be a no person. I was going to say no to everybody. I had one obligation I had to go to. I rallied, I showed up, I got through it. And then the rest of the day was no to everybody. No to my family, no to errands, no to work commitments. It was just sort of a no. I'm going to rest and relax and just kind of recover, have a day of recovery from staying out so late. I mean, I was up for almost 24 hours um, from the, the day before. So one day I'm the yes person and the next day I'm the no person. And that's what I want you to kind of think about when it comes to daily planning. I don't want you to be so regimented that you absolutely take the fun and you're such a fun suck out of your own life But I also don't want you to be like a fly by the seat of your pants person all of the time because you'll never get anything accomplished. And you'll probably kind of see like you probably lean one way or the other a little bit. Generally speaking, if you're a no person, then maybe you're not getting as many invitations because people will just say no that you're going to say no. Maybe your feelings get hurt and you can't figure it out why. That's probably why. Or maybe you're one of those people that say it says yes to too many things and then you never finish anything. You never get anything accomplished. Well, again, I want you to find the balance in that. And I'm not talking about life balance and any of that, just sort of the balance between those two. Because when it comes to daily planning, there's definitely this misunderstanding that daily planning means that it's something unpleasant that it's something that's just so regimented. I've talked to so many people about this and they were maybe raised in a very regimented household and they've said, you know, I hated it as a kid and I never ever want to be like that. So they go to the extreme opposite. Again, not necessarily a good thing. Your daily routine should be something that motivates you, inspires you, something that you actually look forward to. Now, I learned during quarantine, lockdowns, whatever we're calling them, whatever we're allowed to call them these days of 2020, that I'm naturally a night owl. So I was definitely a night owl through teenage years into my 20s and 30s. And I actually had to train myself to be more of a morning person. I'm not a natural morning person. And again, I found this when I didn't have anything to go and do during quarantine, I was staying up super late and then sleeping in in the morning. And I actually, I didn't like how I felt. Um, 
And so when I was kind of feeling like I was getting in a major rut and I switched my routine back to going to bed at 9.30, waking up at 5.30. And I actually look forward to this. Number one, I realize I need sleep. I'm like a toddler. I need sleep or I'm grumpy the next day. And if I don't get enough sleep, then um, I just am not at my best. So I need generally six to seven hours of sleep, like six and a half, really, if I can get eight, great. But usually six and a half to seven and a half hours of sleep is really ideal for me. I am not one of those people that can get away with four hours of sleep. So I switched my routine and adjusted it. And it's actually gotten to be something that I look forward to because I like waking up early because I like when people leave me alone. It's my quiet time. So that's why I've created that routine is because it's actually something that I look forward to. It's refreshing. And your routine should feed you physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Like you should look forward to your routine. It should be something that makes you a happier person in general, not a more miserable person, not something and someone that people want to avoid and run away from. So stop overthinking and thinking that daily planning and getting in a routine means that you have to be like some kind of, you know, super mean, like, like the, I think of the dad from um, The Sound of Music, like blowing the whistle. That's not what I'm talking about. All right. The other thing I want to talk about, and I sighed like that because I have to tell you, I just recorded this podcast and lost it. So I just spent an hour or 45 minutes recording and then I'm tired and I have to re-record it. That's what happens sometimes when you're like a rookie podcaster. So anyway, going back to time management. What is time management when I'm talking about time management? Time management is how you organize your time. You have a lot of different demands on your time. I want you to organize your time like you would organize other areas of your life where you have resources. For instance, money. How do you organize your money? You budget your money. You know where your money is going, or at least you should. Um, Most of us have a specific amount of money I don't personally know anyone who has an unlimited amount of money, but for those of us that are like on a budget, we have to stay on a budget and that's how we organize our money. We also organize our homes and our spaces um, just like with, with habits and tools. That's what I always teach, habits and tools. You go and you sort and you put the stuff away where it belongs. That's how you organize your space. You organize your time with time management the same exact way. Here's how. I want you to take the example of a junk drawer. Take a junk drawer that's maybe in your kitchen. I want you to open up that junk drawer and what do I teach you to do? I want you to take out all the contents. I want you to wipe out the sticky stuff that always ends up in junk drawers. There's always something, some kind of weird substance in a junk drawer. Clean it out. I want you to take the same thing with your brain because sometimes our brains can be like junk drawers. Sometimes our brains have a lot of different things going on in them. We think about those things in the shower, driving in the car while we're going to bed at night. And so I want you to just take out the contents, dump it all out. And you do that through a process that I call brainstorming. This is getting everything out of your head and onto paper. You're going to literally dump everything out, brain dump onto a piece of paper. 
write everything down, write everything down that you need to do, that you want to do, that you should be doing, that you're not doing. All of it goes onto paper. Now, I don't want you to get super judgy with this. This is for your eyes only. I'm not asking you to share it with me, with your spouse, with your best friend, with anybody. This is for your eyes only. So get it all out onto paper. Even the crazy stuff, even the stuff that you're like always thinking about, like, hmm, maybe one day I want to like travel to and climb Mount Kilimanjaro, or maybe I want to write a book, or maybe I want to run a marathon. Get it out, get it onto paper. All right, because the next step is where we start to sort out what's important from what's not important, just like those junk door contents. You're going to, when you dump out that junk door, you're going to automatically start noticing you're throwing things in the trash bin. You're like, why am I even keeping this? This is junk. Let me get rid of it. And then what's going to be left are things that are important to you. Same thing with prioritization. The next step in time management. I want you to take a look at everything that you wrote down on that piece of paper, and I want you to highlight or circle the stuff that's important to you, even the crazy stuff, even the stuff that embarrasses you. I mean, if you're like, hey, I know I can't hike Mount Kilimanjaro because number one, I'm afraid of heights. I don't know if I can travel to Africa yet, and I've never been hiking on a mountain or uh, rock climbing on a mountain before. Well, you know, you can mark that one off your list. But maybe it's that book. Maybe that kind of sticks out to you and you're like, it's funny, I've never told anybody, but maybe I want to write a book. Circle it. Again, your eyes only. You don't have to tell anybody. But I want all of those thoughts out onto paper. Again, everything that you need to do, want to do, should be doing, and all of those crazy dreams that you have, get it out of your head and put it onto paper. Circle the things that are most important to you, no matter how crazy they are. Now, there are going to be things on there that you know you have to do because we have a lot of demands on our time. Let's talk about those demands for just a second. I like to call those demands time buckets. These are the things that demand. So I want you to think of a bucket like a container, like how much of your time are you going to put in each bucket, time bucket? And sometimes we don't have a choice. Like if we have to go to work, we know we have X amount of hours that we have to spend at work or X amount of hours that we have to spend taking care of our children or whatever it is. Like we have things that pull us in different directions every single day. Those things are home, family, work, physical health, financial, social hobby, and one that I put in quiet time, which we'll get to in just a little bit. But those are all the demands. So when you're kind of going through this brainstorming and prioritization process, I do kind of want you to look around and maybe you don't have anything on there that's going to fit in your physical health bucket because you know you need to move your body. You just don't like to. You don't know how. You don't know where to start. Put some things on there that you kind of like to do, even if it's like just walk around your block. So actually write everything down. Make sure you have stuff. There's going to be things that really stand out to you. You might have a lot for one bucket. You might have, you know, very few for others. But I want you to kind of, again, take a look at your whole entire life and just make sure you have stuff in in different areas. Again, life balance, who knows what the heck that is. I'm not saying you have to spend an equal amount of time with stuff. 
But this is probably the number one place that you all are way overcomplicating daily planning. It's right here. It's between prioritization and daily planning. You guys are making some of the questions that I've gotten. I'm like, what? Where did they get that from? Listen up. I do not want you to overcomplicate this step. I want you to listen to me on how I want you to daily plan. Yes, I know you're going to have demands on your time. If you have to work tomorrow, write down work. Write down work eight to five, whatever your hours are. You still have a lot more hours in the day. And yes, I know that there are things that you have to do. So listen up. I'm going to take write a book, for example. So say you have a full-time job, you have kids, you have a lot of demands on your life, but you know what? Life is short. Why not write a book? That's something you've always wanted to do. When you were a little kid, you always thought you'd be a published author, right? Here's how you implement this other stuff into your daily planning. You chip off little tiny goals because little tiny steps lead to you accomplishing big goals. Listen to that again. Little tiny steps lead to accomplishing big goals. Now, let's talk about a book. How do people write a book? I have no idea. I've never written a book. But what I have done is I've talked to people who've written books and they generally give themselves small goals. They have a specific amount of pages that they set goals for writing either maybe every day or every week. So let's just keep this simple. Let's say that you're going to write one page of your book five times a week. At the end of a month, you'll have 20 pages. That's probably a chapter. So in one month, you can write one chapter of your book. Now, did I say go write a chapter of your book this week? No, that's not how you do this when it comes to daily planning. You break it down to small doable pieces. You can write one page in one day. Does it have to be whatever? No, again, don't overcomplicate it. Is it a brainstorming page of your book or a table of contents or an outline or just mumbo jumbo? Who cares? Write it, put it together. Eventually all of the stuff will start to come together. So that is where a lot of you are getting way too confused and really overcomplicating this daily planning process. You're overthinking it way too much. But do you see, like if you made the goal for yourself for the month, I'm going to write one chapter. How do you write one chapter? You do one page a day and that's 20 pages in a chapter. That's how you do it. Just like when it comes to organizing your home, I never, ever, ever tell you go organize your master bedroom closet. Never, ever do I. Never say it. I say, go in there and I want you to start with one section section, and I want you to work on that section for 20 minutes or less. And I want you to set a timer. And then when you're done, you're going to walk away. You're going to bag up shoes, donations, put everything back. You're going to walk away. And then the next day, you're going to work on your shoes and you're only going to work on your shoes that day. And then when you're done, bag up donations, take out the trash, walk away. The next day, you're going to work on another part. That's how you start with organizing. That's the same technique that we're talking, that I'm talking about when it comes to organizing your time. Stop overthinking it. Now, 
Another thing um, that I'm hearing from you guys is when do I plan? I suggest you plan the same time of day every single day. I personally like that morning time, so I plan first thing in the morning. But you know what? If you're a, if, if it works for you at night, plan right before you go to bed. So you're planning for the very next day. Now, what do you write down when you daily plan? Let's talk about that for a second. Because again, I think people think that you have to write down like 5.30 a.m. wake up, 5.33 brush teeth. No, nope, nope. I really don't want you, that would take so much time. It's really unnecessary. So let's talk about what do you write down? When it comes to your daily routine, you have a daily routine, whether you realize it or not. And a big part of our daily routines are on autopilot. So let's talk about our morning routine. As human beings, when we wake up in the morning, there's something that all human beings' bodies need to do, visit the restroom. So we all go to the restroom without thinking about it. Like, I generally don't have to wake up and be like, did I go to the restroom? No, my body tells me whether I went to the restroom or not. So that's what I mean when it comes to autopilot. So I want you to get into the habit of adding a few things into autopilot into your daily routine that you just do every single day. When for, when you're first starting out, before it really becomes a habit, go ahead and write these things down. So if you go to, if you have my time management journal from the online course, then there at the very bottom of the page, you'll see it says daily three and 20 minute tidy. So I remind you on my daily planning pages. And if you haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to my website and sign up for this course. It's it's very affordable. It's once you have the, the printables, you can keep them forever. It walks you through this process that I'm talking to you about right now. So let's make some things an autopilot part of your day. Let's just pick three things that you can do. Way before I even started One Organized Mama, I naturally realized I did three things. I made my bed every day. I did one load of laundry and I cleaned my kitchen at some point during my day. Autopilot. In fact, my making my bed is such autopilot that sometimes I have found that I will make my bed right before I get into it if I didn't make it earlier in the day. My husband and I have like a crazy schedule. He um, gets home anywhere from 1 a.m. to like sometimes 5 or 6 in the morning. He's in law enforcement, so it depends on his call out during the night. But there actually have been times where like I'm waking up and he's just getting home going to bed. So obviously I'm not going to make the bed well while the poor man's in it. So I just come back later in my day and I make my bed. I don't even think about it. That's something that I've done for so many years. I don't even think about it. And it's so habitual that I literally struggle getting into the bed if it's not made. So again, if I didn't, if I've been gone all day long and I came home and the bed didn't get made, I have to make it before I get into it. And that's okay. Um, same thing with like laundry. It kind of bugs me if I, I'm like, oh, I forgot to get laundry. Let me go at least, you know, put away yesterday's clothes or do something with that. So again, I want you to implement three daily tasks that you assign to yourself that just kind of help you keep your home tidy, help you kind of move towards some of the other goals in your life that you know you can do every single day. The other thing that I talk about a lot is implementing a 20-minute tidy into your daily routine daily, daily. That's why I say daily routine, 20-minute tidy daily. 
And in our family, it's after dinner. You can figure out when that works best for you. But if everything in your home has a place where it belongs, then it's easy to implement a 20-minute tidy into your daily routine. And I highly, highly encourage you to do this. The whole point about these habitual things and putting them on autopilot is this. I want you to kind of just get to the point where you don't have to think about these things, where they just automatically become part of your normal and natural routine throughout your day. Um, I, I talked about this on an episode not too long ago, especially about morning routine. It's really important. And one of the things I'm super grateful that I've done recently is that I auto, put on autopilot what I eat for breakfast in the morning. I um, I just have a bowl of oatmeal and, and berries. That's it. And I do it Monday through Friday. Sometimes I'll do it on the weekends. But it actually has been really helpful because I have so much going on in my mornings that not having to think about what am I going to eat for breakfast it has actually kind of alleviated some stress because I know I'm getting some decent fuel into my body. I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. Um, I'm I'm like a child. I gag on the oatmeal because I don't put anything like sugary or anything in there. I just put berries and oatmeal, plain oatmeal. And I know it's nourishing for my body, even though I choke it down most mornings and a cup of coffee and a big bottle of water. And, um, but I will say, I'm super grateful I do that because at least I know like, hey, I got something accomplished that makes me kind of feel good about my, my morning. So autopilot some of those routines into your day. Again, if you need to write them down um, before they become habits, don't overcomplicate it. Stick to three. Stick to three things. Once those habits, once they become habits, if you want to add another one or two, great, but don't overcomplicate this. Autopilot your routine. So what do you write down? Okay, that's again, another thing that's coming up. The things that I do want you to write down is going back to that book. So that's something, so say that's something that's a hobby, or maybe that's something that you know it's a bestseller and it's going to free you financially once it you know hits the New York Times bestsellers list, whatever it is. That's something, or maybe it's just something that's like, you know, um, that just you can be alone. It's part of like your quiet time bucket. It doesn't matter. Write it down um, on your daily planning. And again, just focus on, hey, I'm going to write down or I'm going to write one page a day. Take it off as you accomplish it. Now, other areas of your life, like I said, I want you to take a look and I want you to break these things down again into smaller tasks that you know you can accomplish in a day. Let's talk about home. So say you are getting ready for the holidays and the room that you're focusing on for this month is your kitchen. What I want you to do is I want you to just say, you know what, each day this week, I'm going to organize one drawer in my kitchen. Then maybe that's seven drawers that got organized in your kitchen. And that's something that feels like a really big accomplishment. It's one area of your house that you're focusing on for the month. And again, you're taking small steps. And if you organize one drawer in your kitchen, probably half of your kitchen is getting close to being organized. So again, break things off. You can accomplish organizing one drawer in your kitchen a day. That's absolutely doable, no matter what the other demands are on your time. Another idea, like in our family bucket, for instance, this is something that we run into as a family. We have a very 
busy family. Everyone's always going in different directions all of the time. And I am like, I guess like Julie, the cruise director and my family, nobody can come up with any ideas. It all falls on me. So I love my family. I love to spend time with them. So it's on my shoulders to try to gather everyone together. And that's fine. I, I complain about it, but I actually love to do it. So for instance, I had this conversation with my husband the other day. I'm like, we have a fire pit in our backyard we only use when friends come over. Like we never just go out there as a family and sit around the fire pit. It's always saved. We only bring the wood out and light it up when when we have friends over. We should do it more as just a family. Like after dinner, after everyone tidies up, homework is done, let's go outside and like roast some marshmallows or just sit around and spend some time as a family. It doesn't have to be... Something that's, you know, super overcomplicated. So maybe I'm going to write that down. Like, you know what? Friday night, fire pit, backyard, just family. Also, friends. I mean, like, sometimes we get like, hey, you know, let's get together for lunch or I haven't talked to you in a while. Well, maybe you're working your full-time job and you get an hour lunch break. Well, maybe you take that time to go outside and have a chat with a quick friend. Say, hey, I was on my lunch break. I was just thinking about you. And take 15 minutes just for a quick catch up and just laugh and connect with a friend that you haven't talked to for a while. Maybe physical health. Maybe you're like, ugh, I know I need to get into shape. Hey, going to the gym. But you know what? I have my dog that loves to walk. And so once a day, I'm going to take my dog out for a walk. That can be your physical health bucket. What about hobby? What about all that, those things that you bought and you wanted to do this project and you absolutely love it. But you know that once you get into it, everyone's going to be asking you questions and you can never finish anything. And you spent all of this money and all these craft items and you never get to actually sit down and craft or, or focus on your hobby write that down on your daily planning and set a timer. Give yourself an allotted amount of time. So maybe it's one hour and maybe you tell your family, guys, I'm going to be in here working on this. Give me one hour. Just leave me alone for an hour. If you hear, you could put a timer on. If you hear it, if you have to like put a thing and you know, where after the timer dings, they can come and bother you do that. I have a home office that I work in and it's now my family is super trained. I just have to like point um, when they dare come in while I'm working. Like right now, if they, they all know I'm recording my podcast and if they walk in, they're dead meat. I mean, like I just have to look or point or something for them to get the heck out right now. I am working and it's okay. You're allowed to do that. You don't have to be at the beck and call. You don't have to be pulled and, you know, your stuff is important too. I know I shouldn't have to give you permission, but I might have to give you permission. Your stuff is important too. What matters to you is important too. They can wait. And I'm talking about kids that can take care of themselves. I'm not talking about babies or toddlers. Obviously, that's a whole other like stage of life. Do it during their nap time. All right. <clears throat> so those are just different things that you can write down on your daily planning. Again, set a timer. Do it in small tasks. Do things that you know you can accomplish in a day. You don't have to go through every single thing. Maybe you write one page of your book one day, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 
and then you focus on your crafting Tuesday and Thursday. That's okay. You're allowed to do that. You can customize this however you want. You don't have to do exactly what I do all the time. If like you're, you have someone helping you with your laundry, like your spouse loves to do laundry, then that's awesome. Take that off your list. Put something else as one of your daily tasks. Now, I want you to, I have a note here, and it is about distractions. Okay, a lot to say about this, but I'm gonna keep it pretty short. First and foremost, be so aware of that cell phone. Be aware of that phone, any kind of electronic device. Here's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. So I love chocolate cake, and I I I mean, I could eat like Costco used to have this ginormous chocolate cake that I get every Christmas because I'm I'm not a pie person. I absolutely loathe pumpkin pie. So I always insist that like we get the big Costco chocolate cake at Christmas. And if left to my own device, if I could, I would eat that whole cake. I would just devour it. But I have something called a stomach. And so I can't eat it. I just think it tastes so delicious. And so my stomach says, hey, you've had enough chocolate cake. You have one more bite, you're going to get sick. This is something that's alarming to me. When it comes to social media and our tech and our devices, we don't have that same shut off in our brain. Like we don't have anything in our brain or body that's like, hey, you have devoured way too much of this you're wasting so much time. I, I wish that we did. And this is why I think, uh, you know, electronics and stuff kind of are alarming to me. And now I'm Generation X. I'm a Gen Xer. And so I actually do remember a time before we had all this stuff. Um, I remember a time like if you missed a television show, you missed a television show. You're like praying and hoping that like reruns would come out like in a few months of the, and you could catch up on it or you try to record it on a VHS um, tape. But there was a time where we didn't have so much electronics. We didn't have so much information coming at us at all directions at all time. And I think it's actually kind of alarming how much that we do. And um, just like going back to with my friends, it's actually really nice to be around people who kind of recognize us and are allowed to put away cell phones when you're spending time with them. Because I am alarmed at the amount of adults who cannot walk away from their cell phone. And it's because we don't have, I don't think our brains are naturally like wired, like our bodies, our brains um, don't have that thing that say, hey, you've devoured too much, enough is enough, walk away. And I actually sound like an old person right now, but I wish we could go back to the old days where like, we didn't have all this electronic stuff and like we just kind of had to figure out how to do other stuff and granted I came from like a working class family so we we didn't I know there was like Atari and stuff back then but we didn't have that stuff growing up so we just had the tv and I remember when I got a radio from my room where I could with a cassette tape and like a cd player or whatever that was like super exciting but I do say that like if you're a younger generation, just be mindful of this because um, I think we do um, devour, I can't think of a different word, Um, we um, just take in so much different information and I noticed this with my kids, I definitely have always put limits on how much screen time my kids have, but I've also learned to put it on for myself because 
if you, I, I challenge you with this before you get on social media, like if you pick up your phone, I challenge you just go Im- immediately to the timer, just set a timer and do whatever you do on your phone normally. Cause you'll think like, I only spend like five, 10, 15 minutes. And then you'll go and check your social media apps, maybe check your email, do different things, maybe do an internet search for something. And then before you put your phone down, I want you to look at that timer and I want you to see how long you actually spent on your phone. Because something I noticed with my kids is this, when I do put a timer on, they, um, when they're a little like playing a video game, I would say, okay, you get one hour. And then that timer would ding and they would flip out like, mom, you said one hour. I'm like, you got an hour, buddy. And they're like, no, that was like 15 minutes. And I'm like, no. I mean, it's like you go into like some kind of like vortex or something when it comes to these distractions and they are legitimate time sucks. So please, 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 if anything, be aware of this. Stop giving so much of your time to the to the tech items and stuff because you will find if you can put these things down and walk away from them and focus on some of this other stuff, you have way more time than you realize. So be aware of time sucks. Be aware of the distractions in your life. And on that note, I'm going to circle around real quick to quiet time. And this is why I think it's really important for us all to just give our brains a break and have some quiet time. I promise you, if you implement a little bit of quiet time every single day where you walk away from your phone, don't have a TV on, you don't have anything like coming at your brain, just walk away and just find something. Go out for a walk, sit, meditate, read something, just give yourself a break from the noise of the world. And I tell you, if you give yourself that, it gives you so much. It feeds your soul. It motivates you, gets you like refreshed. And that's something that I love to do in the morning and why I made myself get back on my routine of getting up so early in the morning because the world isn't there to talk to me and to pull at me in a million different directions unless I allow it to. So I kind of keep the the outside world out while I just focus on a little bit of quiet while I start my day. So food for thought, implement some quiet time in your daily planning. All right. Well, I'm hoping that I have convinced you that daily planning does not have to be mundane. You don't have to be like super regimented. You don't have to be this miserable person that everybody can't stand to be around because you're like looking at your watch and, and, you know, trying to get, um, you know, everybody on a routine you that you're like the fun suck of the group. Basically. I don't want you to think of that at all. I want your daily routine again, to be something that motivates you, that inspires you, that empowers you to have a great day to something that you actually look forward to, something that just kind of feeds you after this crazy world that we live in. And I want you to remember to give yourself a break once in a while. Just like when I've gone away at different times, like I've told the story about going away and I that's when I was able to come up with the idea of starting my own organizing business. I want you to do that, to sometimes go away and be the yes person, say yes to everything that opportunity that crosses your path and just see where the journey leads you. Or to sometimes say it's okay to have a no day and to hide away from the world 
and just to focus on some rest and kind of have a restorative um, sense about just healing your mind, your your body, your soul, whatever, and just kind of hiding away from everybody. It's okay. So again, don't overcomplicate this. Don't overcomplicate the daily planning. It's okay to customize it. If you have found something that works great for you, use the hashtag OneOrganizedMama to share on Instagram. Again, I encourage you guys to continue to send me the DMs, the emails, the messages. It might take my team a little time to get to you just because, like I said, you guys, if you guys had any idea who reaches out when you have a platform, I mean, it's always a little surprising. And unfortunately, sometimes I get a little more of the wacky stuff than I do um, the legitimate stuff. So it takes a little bit kind of weeding through and deleting those folks before I get to you guys who I do truly, truly value. And I appreciate the amount of time it takes for you to type up the emails and send me the DMs. I, I am super appreciative of that. So stop overcomplicating your daily routine, but start planning your day every single day. And thank you for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. I'll see you next time. Thank you.